so wisdom of embodiment and I'd like to mm, place a few ideas and then move into a, a guided meditation so as you might have uh, experienced yourself this can be sometimes this can be somewhat baffling because uh, um, you know we take for granted that we have bodies and yeah you know uh, this head arms legs stuff <laughs> and uh, you know you may be accustomed even to kind of tracking particular sensation as you walk or sensation of breathing and that's that's great that's fine because you did learning those skills of tracking following something steadily just you know so the mind isn't just spinning out you know tracking breathing in breathing out very simple you know idea anyway of course as you do so you find there are numerous obstructions that come up surprising how difficult it can be to do that without exerting some kind of massive willpower effort to do it and then you're thinking this is trying to make it peaceful but I'm just seeing so tight and such a simple thing as breathing can why is it difficult, you know? And then the body feels pain and uncomfortable and miserable, yeah. And uh, so, like, you know, generally as as good programmed human beings, we often feel, well, keep going, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably good for me, something, just tough it out. And that's... You know, there's something noble in that too. Yeah. Uh, there's a point at which, wait a minute, is there a, is there a subtler way? And so taking embodiment to perhaps to a, another level, and this is actually, it's, it's, it's a softer level, it's, and it's an, I've thought it's an earlier, earlier level in, in development. Mm-hmm. It's earlier, even earlier in your mind, like when you first wake up in the morning, right? The first two seconds. Uh, All right. You know, before the world comes into shape, that sense. So sometimes it's this experience of the mind at this level is almost dreamy. It's quite soft, and it's it's just feeling things out quite quite receptive. Not a lot of construction. So it's the it is a conditioned experience, but it's the it's a first condition. The first level of conditioning in, in 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 the coming into a body. So, you know, sometimes the experiences can be even like uterine womb experiences. You feel you're in something that accepts you or doesn't accept you or whatever. And so, recognize, you know, that that um, our experience is layered. So you have a foundational experience of just being present and all the layers are stacked up and then you have your kind of sensory sense, sense contact and then your more developed person from childhood, teenage, adult. And as you meditate you can find yourself dropping through some of these layers into you feeling like you're six years old. And uh, or, or you know mentally, psychologically, not very adult at all. Uh, and you know, what's going on? Because all those layers are still there. And um, you know, as you meditate, you begin to relax some of the constructions, the top level construction, which is me, my job, the office, six o'clock, da 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 da. You know that thing, the working world person that. We've unplugged that. So you unplug that, the mind, sometimes it goes back to that, but you know, you, you kind of come into a much more sense of, well, who am I? What am I doing with my life? Yeah, where am I going? And then maybe you're coming into personal issues, my sense of regret about my parents, my children, my, and then you come even beneath that, you come to the level of, well, 
where am I, who am I, you know. Um, so you, you come, the mind seems to descend through these layers, yeah, through these, yeah. And so they're all there, and it can move in and out. But where it, what it, why it, often what occurs is it hits the places that still are not freed. So naturally, a lot of meditation is extremely problematic because as the mind sort of shifts through, it touches the stuff that isn't released. So suddenly, you know, you didn't realize what a miserable, depressed person you were until you started to meditate. (laughs) Because that, you're not really, but that's the bits, oh my goodness, the bits that haven't really been cleaned out, resolved. So those layers are still there. Why, where are they? You know, are they in our skin? Are they in our thoughts? Why are they not there? I don't think, what happened? Well, you know, I'm using this word energy and try to use the word fairly softly, sankara, energetic formations. So these are, again, it's a mysterious um, term because I don't just mean energy as power. I mean that we are actually as you meditate, you realize you are in a dynamic process. Suddenly the past can come in. It isn't past. Yeah? The person who you left five years ago can come in. The person you were ten years ago can come in. Suddenly you're down in your knees. Then you're out in India. And then what? And every, all what you're doing, you're bouncing through the places which are stuck. Hitting against that, hitting against that, occasionally dropping into a, a relief place, but you're moving through these, and it's now, isn't it? It's happening now. So, just re, just put the idea of mind on hold. We're in a field, a field which does isn't structured in terms of space and time. The past, what well, apparently the past can happen now. It's not actually, we don't move forward in time, or something doesn't move forward in time. In fact, what's happening is we live in this dynamic field of cause and effect, of sensitivities and intelligence, and everything that's experienced in that awareness, which is timeless, not bound up in space or time, is known as a certain affected by it, and many of those effects just arise and pass and they're gone. We don't remember the non-problem. We don't remember much, much of it we don't remember. It just arises and passes. Some things arise very sharply and they get stuck. And they don't pass so easy. Yeah? So there's a disturbance in this field, in a field of mind, field of being. And when there's a disturbance, it comes up, and then what happens? The mind, the mind creates an organizer which says, Oh, well, just forget that. Move on, doesn't matter. No time. It's not important. It just puts a lid on it, or caps it, or just closes it. And then as you, as you meditate, these things start popping open. Right? Is that how it happens? Is that what it feels like? Yeah. Mysteriously popping open. And it could be something you see suddenly hits that, reminds you, and something pops open. You know? It could be beautiful, it could be horrible. So, yeah, we're in this dimension. And it's not moving along in terms of space and time. It's not confined to what happens in the, within these four walls. It's not ha- confined to what happens at nine o'clock this morning or what happened yesterday. It overflows those boundaries. In fact, those boundaries are created, constructed. That's why it overflows them, because these boundaries of space and time are being constructed. Yeah. Where are you, really? Where do you feel you are? 
and suddenly Pyatnabo disappears. It's only constructed through the sense fields, isn't it? And seeing objects and the mind then constructs space and constructs time. Nine o'clock, ten o'clock, two o'clock, night time, time to go to bed, time to get up. And so it's constructed like that. Move on, move on, move on. Hmm? Now, that's all constructed. Even to the extent when you come into your embodiment, it constructs legs and arms. What you experience is sensations and energies. And it says, that's my leg. That's my chest. It constructs it. And that's not, that's not wrong, it just is a construction. You can use that, but remember it is secondary to the experience of body. Secondary, or even third. Third is when you start to think, my body is too big, or I'm ugly. That's another construction. And what people think of me, complete construction. So, and then we dwell in these constructions, and you see how it's not a deliberate thing because the constructions are sometimes hideous, horrible, painful that the mind constructs. Why does it do that? It's trying to find orientation, stability, peace, evenness, orientation. And it's got, but when it comes into orienting, it feels all these kind of blocks and resistances and tough places and sharp places and it hasn't resolved, so it constructs something that will fit within that. Having understood that I'm not a good enough person, right, because that's what these obstacles make give rise to the feeling of disharmony, disease, fear, stress, pressure, there's something wrong with me. Okay, that's the norm. Now I construct something that will fit that, which means I do lots of stuff to prove I'm good enough to myself. I go and help people to feel I'm worthy. I am, you know, you, I, I dole myself up. You know, I put makeup on all stuff to make I look good enough. Without it, I'm frightened, you know, to go out. People get like that. Because basically I'm not, what I am is not enough. Inadequate. Why is that? You could say it's just neurotic, but then, it's you know beneath that, it's because there's these, these, these distorted distortions in the field, distortions, contractions in the field, create this dissonant experience. So therefore, to you know, to um, live within that, we have to construct something that will fit what those distortions do. So we can compensate. Yeah? So we can compensate. <coughs> and you start to know these. Because the, the thing is, because the, the, the sign or the recognition is, you know, no matter what you do in your doing, to make sure you are being good enough, you're never good enough. You keep doing more, but you never. No matter what you do, from the position of people are not really very nice, people don't like me, or something, no matter what you do, you'll still come up to the same result, <laughs> because it hasn't resolved anything. It's just compensating for it. Uh, and these, sometimes these things, we don't know why it's that way. Yeah. And even if you did in your brain, in your thinking, it wouldn't really work. But at the, at the, if we come down to, these, to this very primary level of, of where the disturbance is, there's a possibility to soften that shock or that dent or that dissonance and gently ease it out. And this is basic sympathy, metta, goodwill, open, you know, things we've been talking about. 
Now that experience, that level, is the level of the primary embodiment when you come into when the chitta arises into being a body, into feeling in a body. Yeah. So this is both historical, you know, from conception, you can, you know, even conception and and gestation and birth. It goes back that far, but often people don't get that deep, but even early. So it's the first sense of being in a body. It's a very kind of soft, almost dream state, uh, not really being that clear. And yet you feel present, and you feel movement, and you feel retraction, and you feel pressure, and you feel safe or not safe. In that sense, is the body as an embodiment. It's either slightly like that or like that. You know, it's kind of this 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 level. You know. That particular that particular place is the place where um, these very primary distortions get fed in primary sense. So those are the, we can actually begin to release those. And then all the layers of construction that have been built upon that begin to deconstruct because the foundation is gone. I realized that sense of not being adequate disappeared. Therefore, a lot of the things I do suddenly become, why bother? (laughs) You know, the opinions I have about my appearance were just constructed on that feeling of not being welcome not being welcome when that's gone I don't feel I feel okay I don't feel self-conscious this definitely happens so so there's a this is this is why I find this very helpful um, place to to practice in and offer it now so you know that level is it's called an energetic level and so if we you know from where we are we find well coming into the body you can feel sense physical contact you feel sensation you touch something just experiment when you when you stand or walk or put your foot on the ground or something you get basic sense contact don't you otherwise you'd fall over so you get that, that, that experience which we take for granted and assume yeah that's me I'm standing that's me I'm walking foot on the ground and just rest a little longer and you get energetic contact which means the foot seems to come alive oh, that's, it takes a little while after the first contact you know you get now you really there oh yeah and it, it seems more alive, it seems warmer, resonant. Uh, it, 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 you feel now, the, now that piece is almost intelligent. It, it, it's, it's alive, it's awake. You know? So contact, you know, we have basic sense contact. You touch something, obviously, then, then you wait, and then you've got it. And it it's slightly different. There's slightly more tingle, vibrancy, resonance in things. And we've been practicing some of this with the qigong. And it means, often it means doing quite simple things, but rather slowly, because, you know, we can just glide from sense contact to sense contact, da, 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 touch, 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 yeah, so what? I can do this, I'm arm up and down. But then, energetic contact, you feel what lights the muscles up. There's the hand, there's the the hand, there's the arm, and oh, the chest. Oh, didn't realize that. Because the energetic contact connects to the entirety of the embodied experience. Whereas, you know, just direct sense contact, only, you know, you get a little bit of a feeling or sensation in the rest of the hand. But with energetic contact, because the body at that level 
the embodiment of that level is energetic. It's like, you know, and then you sense a sort of a subtle charge, a subtle connection, and you can even feel it in your feet, soles of your feet, if, if the channels are clear. Now, why we've been practicing, why I offer uh, Qigong, and this is just one offering that may work for you, is because that energetic contact, as it lights up, will tend to travel until it hits an obstacle. It'll run through and then won't. Yeah. Well, we didn't know there was one. It travels through and you find it, oh, you know, suddenly feel, and it can, you can feel dizzy or disoriented or it travels through, but if you, if you pause and slow with it, it begins to open up places in your embodiment where the energy can move through and you feel your body, your sense of your body changes into something much more spacious and slightly mysterious. Uh, It becomes, who is this? Who is she? Who is this? it's, it's, It's a subject. It's no longer an object that I'm doing things to. It's a subject that can start to do things to me. See what I mean? You know, in other words, it can change the constructions, the construct itself. Suddenly, it becomes quieter. You know, and so it, 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 you get this effect. So sometimes, you know, so you can begin to say, even if you don't really track exactly every little ripple, you get the overall feeling of, of something is moving and shifting and changing. And something in you sort of releases or drops. You feel perhaps less driven, less busy. You can't rush around. You feel, I just want to take my time. It's your energy is settled to a, a more organic level, a more primary level than the level of the constructed person who's running from here to there to get there on time. They've already got the future planned out. Before they get there, they've already finished it. Before you got to the kitchen, you're already planning the washing up. Yeah. As soon as you put, pick up the plate, you've already the food's in your mouth. You know, and as you're eating, you're thinking about what you're having next. Boom, boom, boom. So, so that we start to the organic experience is much more open, and in that, in that openness at that level then naturally some of these dis- distortions in the field begin to be felt. And the theme is that if the energy can pass through them, that disturbance is like, just imagine, you know, you've got a, um, say, uh, flock of sheep running along, and you put a, they go through a, a, a wall, a hole in the wall, and there's a bar. So the first she has to leap over the bar, jumps over, jumps over, jumps over, jumps over. So there's ten sheep jump over. This one takes the bar down, but the sheep follow the sheep who went in front. They still come jumping over the bar that isn't there because they follow <laughs> the sheep. He knows no bar. So this is sheep jumping over. <laughs> so similarly in our field, <laughs> you know, we may have had this shock of somebody, you know, hit me or said something. That's gone. But I'm still jumping over a bar that isn't actually there. <laughs> I'm still, you know, deflecting a pain that isn't happening anymore. Because the energy got locked into that, into that pattern. Right. And I, if I move briskly along, I go through that pattern again. Here we go, jumping over an obstacle that isn't there. So it feels like it's there because you feel this this jump, this blur, this jump. So it feels like it's still there. And you slow down and you get the chance for the sheep to actually... <laughs> Oh. 
so <laughs> there, there isn't a bar there there's just a sort of strange space <laughs> you, you are moving through oh I don't feel like myself anymore because normally I'm doing this <laughs> or sticking and that oh Okay, that's the chance. You deal, disorient. You disorient your old self. So often the experience of one of you, you feel rather disoriented. Good, that's good. Um, but then, you know, why we use the body again is because in that, you know, you do disoriented. Have you still got feet? Yep, seems like it. <laughs> well, that's about all you need. Feet. When you get a back, if you get a back and some feet, and you can breathe, that's enough. This doesn't sound like refined meditation, does it? <laughs> but, you know, actually what is happening, you, you are tracking certain things in, in detail, but not through the normal part of your mind that you operate through. It's not through your, you know, organized attention. It's coming from something more intuitive and feel and suggested and guessed and maybe, you know, and you're tracking that because at that level things are slightly dreamier, softer, quieter, more moody, more emotional, you could say. They're not organized attention. So actually you keep your organized attention just down to the basics, you know, standing, sitting, back, present, ground, space. And then you, 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 your mind has many levels to it, many layers to it, so there's a certain layer of it which is obviously organized intelligence, thought, attention and you have subtle layers which are more like mood, feeling, inclination and even something subtle like that called mind, mental tone like feeling urgent, feeling spacious, feeling slightly withhold, held what does this, just relax that and you're tracking on that mental tone quite subtle but but formative influences at, at the primary level. Formative influences. It can be, you know, not welcome. What would it then you, you feel that? What would you like to be welcome? Welcome. What would you like to really be welcome? You know? Oh. Yeah. And so sometimes you, as you're tracking it, though you get that sense, and why it's to track the mental tone, even more than the physical aspect, because this is with the mental tone, tired, tired of trying, tired. What would it be like to just say, rest, you know? What does it need? Because that, that's the that's the quality where we really support the removal of those distortions. So these are not, you know, for the rest of my life I'm going to lie on my back. No, no, you're thinking, Mike, you can't do this all the time, resting around, you know, you get working, you're lazy, and get to work. <laughs> but no, because we're just doing this in this meditative process, so if you really can find those places, oh, that's exactly what was needed. I feel now I start to feel more whole and complete, steady, and then what's needed, what's helpful now? And we can rise into an appropriate action. We can rise up through the levels back to the sense world and do what seems appropriate. 
So there's a map. You descend to something where you're descending from the top of your brain into the, the, the basin of the heart, a really deep, soulful place. Uh, and this is where these primary wounds can be accessed. They're still there. And if you can speak to them, or not verbally, but in mental inclination, the basic inclination is always goodwill. It's very simple. Yeah? Uh, but it's specifically to the, to the exhausted state. I want you to take a rest. To the one who has to try. You are supported. Let me support you. Hmm? To the one who's not welcome. You are welcome. And of course, I'm just saying these in, in words because to, to really try to evoke that, that, what that would feel like. What would you feel like? At that place for something to say, do whatever you like. That's fine with me. <laughs> you know? Something like that. Again, these are just images and words to bring up. So that's basic. But essentially, you know, you don't have to learn a set of slogans. You come to that place in the attitude of just primary goodwill, a, a, a permission, a generosity, and see what seems to feel needed. And you may get images may come up of. Uh, Stories or histories or even dream images may come up. And just keep that going. And not don't linger in the images. Just, the main thing is to keep the reference, embodiment, quality of goodwill. And if you can stay at that level, you're just kind of sen- sensing being here. And the beginning of the experience of materiality. When it's still quite soft. It's not the functioning, hard, muscular self. It's quite a soft sense. Okay. So that, that's the place, the layer that this, this, um, you know, this practice is moving towards. You can't exactly push it because it doesn't work that way. It's a, it's a allowing, and a descending and a resting, you have to be quite patient and spacious with it. You can use sensations and movements because they give a little, give a little more something to hold on to. Breathing in, breathing out, simple things. And you detect the energetic connections, sense of the energetic connection will feel from from doing something into oh, you really feel you're with it. It was more alive. So, I think if I say too much more on it, it may overdo it, which is one of my tendencies. (laughs) 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 So, let's uh, suggest... Um, uh, meditation here and I know uh, occasionally it's fun, find it difficult to um, find a centre because even the word centre seems quite you know must be at that particular point there in the centre of something so we tend to operate it's more like feeling centred and the feeling centred itself is, is the quality of the undistorted or the unconditioned aspect is the sense of things are fine. No kind of shock to, or anything to compensate. It's settled. That's nice. You know, there's that. Uh, because this doesn't have a particular location, I'm suggest, I have suggested that uh, the, it can, that one can access it perhaps through the base of the body because this is the most, well, should be the most settled place. You know, you've got the ground beneath you. Uh, if you can relax into that. Uh, but also, the centre can be um, sensed because the centre and what I've referred to, the space around me, are, are sympathetic. 
So if the space around me is safe and comfortable, that's that's the you say that's the periphery of the field, and the center begins to become more apparent within that. If the center is clear and strong, then I can expand it into space around me and also feel. Um, so you can go either way. But um, the si- situation or likelihood is that a lot of our disturbance comes from what's been around us, that is from other people <laughs> at one level. You know, either either people doing something or not doing something. You know, so either and, and certainly the the problem of, of omission is as profound as the problem of action. So there may have been dis- painful action Actually, what is more problematic is the lack of um, fundamental love. The lack of safety, the absence, the things that were not offered or given. For, anyway, you know, so... When we we arise within that sense of a, a, a lack of what's, what should have been given, then we always for something wrong with me. Otherwise, I'd have been given it. So let's um, so trying to clear the space around, and this using that language because. Uh, the body, as I've said, space is a construction. Obviously, there, there are purely um, mental constructions such as geography. I'm 2,000 miles away. I'm 20 feet yards away. I'm sorry. I'm 10 meters away or something. You know, that's that is really abstract. Uh, that's the abstract construction. But the body constructs or intuits a sense of another level of space which is associated with the quality of rest and safety that it experiences. Yeah. So though you can have constructed time, which would be hours and minutes, body time is associated with the degree of calm or lack of it. When things are calm and settled, time is very quiet, slow, peaceful. So it's associated with the energies, essentially, the organic time, organic space. And that's useful because then experiencing space around us is an indication of how our body energies are able to open and feel comfortable and feel secure in the opening. And this, this then does establish one thing settled. Okay, so as we sit, coming into here-ness and the ground, <coughs> and simplify the definition of that, so we just, what do we have? We have sensation, pressure, something we can rest on beneath us. Sensory connection, let that become an energetic connection whereby we're really enjoying it and even sensing that what's beneath you really likes to hold you. So you get a very much more full on energetic connection. What's beneath me is like a hand, happy, comfortable to hold this body. The body can really rest without any resistance. Let that quality of permission to, to rest on the ground, let that sense, this is the energetic sense, travel up through the belly the lower abdomen, 
and the diaphragm, the chest, the shoulders slowly. <coughs> so everything's getting that signal in being held. upper chest, the arms, the fingers, jaw, the tongue, these places where they may be still assuming a certain holding, just ask them, you can let go now, something beneath you will hold you. As we come into um, that process, may go on for a while, but within that, you may begin to feel disturbances, tingling, pains in your legs. What's that? Don't don't do anything about it if you can bear with it. Just don't, don't tighten against it. Try to connect that to so as an energy. Where does that sensation? Where does that pressure? Where does that where does it run to? As you may, may have an intense quality to it and it extends for a certain pl- passage through your embodiment as a point at which it becomes less and less and less. So you get to the edges of it. <coughs> and the whole thing and it's your quality of non-resistance. Maybe kind of something that's trembling or beating, expand from the center of that to the periphery of it, all around it, as wide, until you come to a place where oh, I can find a place where I'm no longer stressing about that. So from the intense widening to the place space where that intensity subsides and my I'm still present but some of my energy shifts to from bearing with or trying to work it out into really releasing just letting letting it be feeling the feeling as it is and any kind of mood or tone or emotion that comes there listening to that and holding that with goodwill. Things are relatively settled, or keep expanding your awareness to sensing the edge of your 
physicality, a tingling skin boundary, and out of that boundary, what's around me is warm, receptive, free from intrusion, obstruction, ill will. What's around me is welcoming this quality and then it's very simple but does your throat know that? Does your chest know that? Notice certain areas of your body may still be withheld, holding back. Just gently scanning the edges where the body is meeting space. Fingertips, eyelids, lips. Places in your body that either hurt or you may feel awkward about. Places in your body you don't feel look very nice or feel ashamed of or something. Even these places internally, there's a sense of that. What's around it is non. Uh, critical, actually welcoming. Sometimes you experience little trembles or shifts in the body. Something suddenly jumps or twitches. That's all part of what the body does to as it releases things. It's also useful, um, if this seems appropriate, to sense the rhythm of your breathing, just this rhythmic, almost as if you're asleep. You can feel that quality, just the rhythmic flow, tired, comforting. Um, Through this form, through this experience.
it can be okay another possibility and please just ignore what isn't useful if you're too busy this is where of course these uh, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas and so forth this is where they appear so in that peripheral sense sense of being blessed your images comes the mind of a benevolent presence or even a person you know you get the energetic connection a heart connection Establishing this form, held, uh, surrounded, or re- regarded in a spacious, benevolent way. Feeling, feeling a connection to it, not just a theory. Heart connection, bodily connection, embodied connection. Let the mind, or the way we normally use the word mind, loosen it, let it be imaginative, dreamy. Let it move towards the image forming tendency. Don't create anything, but just let it drift into that place where we are sort of half musing. Mm. How does it feel? Mm. This is the primary level of mind.
So uh, this is a particular level, mm, layer of, of your life process. So whatever is uh, is good. If it feels like just even the ability to be more open about how it is. start to move up towards the sensory level again feeling the edges of your skin within that and the ground beneath you sense of spine, skeletal, the upright sense. This is the next level of construction, what gets built in this sense, if we sense that. Coming, establishing that and then getting to Feel the fuller textures of the body, the muscles flexing, breathing in and out, degrees of warmth or dryness or coolness in the skin. back so it's like pulling the curtains of the window letting light come in without jumping out to name anything just as if you're dreamy just waking up another very important place very important don't run through rush through this place this is the place where you come first sense of what it's like be separate hmm? and here everything being people forms around me are not doing me harm present I'm comfortable with that I can hold my space in that Gradually letting the sense sense faculties complete their work, establishing us as a separate being. So when you feel ready, you can start to move the body a little bit, get that feeling, this uh, textures of sensation, 